That is music off the debut of Annika. Annika, along with the debut of the trio of Beak, Jeff Barrow from Portishead, uh, developed a relationship with a couple of other musicians. They were looking for a singer. And what would have been the debut of Beak turned into the debut of Annika. That release is called Annika. We heard a song called Terry. You know, Annika got me thinking about generational wealth. Uh, I've always been anti-generational wealth. The idea that some family matriarch or patriarch would earn money that would allow their children and their grandchildren and their progeny for uh, generations to come to be able to be okay, to be able to have money, to maintain a certain lifestyle. Uh, So I was looking at Annika's history, and Annika has been around as a recording artist for, I don't know, 12 or 13 or 14 years, and Annika seems to be getting by okay even though Annika has not released a lot of music. As a solo artist, she has two releases, and they're like 12 years apart. Now, in between, for a time, she was in a band called Exploded View. But it's worth noting that none of these releases were popular. So I'm left to wonder, okay, how does an Annika make a living? I am going to presume, so for the sake of this argument, I'm going to presume that Annika uh, benefits from generational wealth, which makes me wonder about my opinion, because my opinion is based on resentment, because I am not the beneficiary of, of generational wealth. My dad was a sergeant in the Air Force, and then later he was a manager And by 50, he had health problems and he had retired. So it was all over for my dad. Any money that uh, my pop was going to make was made by the time he was 50. Yeah, so like when I graduated high school and I said, "Uh, can I go to college? My dad said, yes, absolutely. You go down to the induction center and you join the military and then you will get the benefits of the GI Bill. Which is fine. I mean, really, the thing that I learned for me is my dad was probably right. Because if I had been uh, on the receiving end of that sort of wealth, I don't know that I would have tried very hard. Because the truth is, even without it, I did not try very hard. You know, I moved out when I was still a teenager, when I was like 17, and got an apartment with a bunch of guys and just made enough money to allow me to drink beer and buy records. And that was pretty much my level of inspiration. So I probably would have done nothing at all if he had had a lot of money and had sent me off to college. I would have done all the same things, but he would have been financing it. But, but, would we have an Annika or any number of the people who record music that end up on In My Room Radio, were it not for generational wealth. If there was not some benefactor in the life of many of the artists who make much of the great art that we enjoy, whether it be uh, visual or aural 
or, or any type of art, um, to have the ability to free think, would that happen without the wealth of a previous generation? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I was just thinking about generational wealth and thought I would muse on it for a minute. But if you got an opinion, draw me a line in my room radio at gmail.com. My name is Mike. This is my show. It's called In My Room Radio. Uh, before that, someone who they call an outsider artist. It is the space lady. Uh, the space lady is gone now. She has died. Uh, but she was around for quite a while. Her name is Susan Dietrich Schneider. Now she, not the benefit, benefactor, beneficiary of generational wealth. She actually turned against that. She was a hippie in San Francisco and uh, ended up being a street performer. Her and her mate actually turned against the idea of having uh, typical jobs and doing anything to support the establishment. She was an anti-establishment performer. And in the early 1980s, she started making electronic music. She got a Casio keyboard and started performing on the street, playing electronic ditties, and became sort of infamous for it. Um, I think Susan Dietrich Schneider is one of the shaman of her era. I really believe in shaman. A lot of the people that we consider to be, uh, I don't know, unbalanced, outside the norm, outsiders, are actually modern-day shaman, great thinkers who reject the idea of being part of this larger societal thinking. I love people like that. We need people like that. Without people like that in my room radio, it doesn't exist. And much of the great art of the last couple of centuries don't exist. A lot of the great thinking without the Shah men and Shah women. So the space lady and her version of a, a new wave hit called Major Tom. And we began with the music of Stereo Lab off electrically, electrically possessed. And a song called Variation Number. One. Oh, delightful. Speaking of shamanistic thinkers, this is music from Edgard Veris off the complete works and a song called Poem Electronique. You know, I think a lot of people are able to synthesize the ideas of these shaman and make it a little more palatable like Frank Zappa was a proponent of the music of Edgard Varese he read an article about one of the Varese releases and sought it out and totally accepted it as as his music even though Frank Zappa even though an unusual dude and an intellectual and an enjoyable musician and thinker, probably not a shaman, probably not. But he surrounded himself with people like 
uh, Don Van Fleet, also known as Captain Beefheart, and uh, many, many of the members of the Mothers of Invention, and people like Adrian Blue, and he was able to synthesize their greatness into art. So we benefit from these sort of thinkers in such a broad way. But anyway, anyway, my name is Mike. This is my show. In My Room Radio, a couple of hours on the outer limits of the outer limits of musical exploration. It is a place for the shaman and shah women to meet. So thank you guys for being here for it. So, cats and kittens, boys and girls, non-binary human beings, thanks for coming back and joining me here. Because as of right now, you are in my room.
modulate the frequency with any of the uh, signals. The most obvious one, of course, is uh, sticking a little sine or triangular wave, low frequency, get a vibrato.
the off the moog records not moog records the moog soundtrack uh that is pete devries i don't know anything about pete devries in fact prior to this week i didn't know there was a documentary about bob moog and about his amazing synthesizer that in its own way changed everything about modern music if uh, if you listen to modern pop music, now I'm not saying that uh, the Moog plays a big part in modern pop, but synthesizers, the lessons learned by the people that make synthetic instruments from the Moog are invaluable, invaluable. So I got to watch that, that uh, movie, maybe later today. I'm going to spend some time with Bob Moog, but I don't know anything about the people, many of the people that are on the soundtrack. It just sort of washed up 
on my digital shore this week and I liked it a lot. We're a song called You Have Been Selected. Before that, Brian Eno. I don't know if Eno is really a proponent of Moog synthesizers. I know he was an early uh, synthesizer uh, composer, but I don't know what his his uh, instrument of choice is. Over the years, I've sort of studied the records of Brian Eno, and I've noted many of the instruments that he's played, but I don't know that I ever saw it say Moog. I don't think so. That's a new song by Eno called Hardly Me. Losel before that out of Canada and a song called Two Chambers 33 before that also from the soundtrack the Moog soundtrack and Abominatron the Horse Lords from Live in Leipzig and Zero Degree Machine and new music from Fire Orchestra Fire Orchestra usually sort of uh, oddly, like a combo, playful and tortured. But on the new release, they seem sort of serious. The new release is called Echoes, and we heard Cala Boca Menino. Menino. that's pretty much it for hour number one of in my room radio thank you for being here for it stick around more in my room coming up after this
somebody out there that knows the words of the song, call in and give them to us? Can't somebody out there that knows the words of this song call in and give them to us? Can't somebody out there that knows the words of this song call in and give them to us? Can't somebody out there that knows the words of this song call in and give them to us? Can't somebody out there that knows the words of this song call in and give them to us? One more valley. One more hill. 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 One more trial. One more tear. One more curve in life's road. One more mile to go. We can lay down our heavy load when we get home.
I wonder, is there any uh, modern uh, person doing the uh, cut and paste quite as effectively as Steve Fisk was doing it 40 years ago? I really love that guy. He is a, a producer, and he was in a band called Pigeonhead. And I believe, if memory serves, he was in a band called Pell Mell, an all-instrumental group. But the, the music that he did, the experimental music that he did 40 years ago, I still love it. Over and Through the Night is the name of the collection of that early music. We heard a song called One More Valley. Iriamu before that from Atlanta, Georgia. The shape of Iriamu to come. We heard a love song for the machines. You know, we may as well go ahead and make love songs to the machines because, uh, you know, getting on the right side of AI and of the mechanical inventions that will come from AI is probably in our own best interest uh, because, you know, it's either get along or get out. What does get out mean? It means get off the planet there, Jim. So anyway, Iriamu, Bill Nace before that. 
The gentleman who knows a lot about noise. Um, I, uh, I I love Bill Nace. He is unapologetically committed to the noise. He has a, a duo with uh, uh, Kim Gordon uh, that is just great. But his solo music, I mean, it is a room clearer, and I love it. Hopefully, you stayed in the room for it. We heard a track called Anne from Through a Room. Before that, music from a group not typically known for their noise, but gorgeously noisy on the song we heard. They are called Women. We heard Lawn Care. And we began with music from Mark Stewart and the Mafia from Learning to Cope with Cowardice, where the title track, Mark Stewart uh, died um, about a month ago. And I've been listening to a lot of the music of the pop group and him as a solo artist and Mark Stewart and the Mafia. Since then, it's just, just great music. The guy had a searing voice. It was like, like a chainsaw of sound and I just I just love his commitment to his craft and I'm so bummed about his dying uh, the Mafia was the Sugar Hill house band you know like Rapper's Delight Rapper's Delight was played by the Sugar Hill house band who recorded many other great songs like White Lines and you know, others, but eventually they moved to England and became the Mafia and on their own produced a lot of great music like uh, No Sellout. Remember that? Malcolm X. No Sellout. I just, I, I'm trying to remember the name of the uh, recording artists who were in the Mafia. Keith LeBlanc. I know Keith LeBlanc was one of them. He was a, a drummer and a programmer. And I can't remember the other members of the Mafia or the Sugar Hill House Band. I'm going to look it up. The Sugar Hill House Band. Because I got a computer right here. Uh, Doug Wimbish, the bass player, Doug Wimbish, was in the uh, Sugar Hill House Band. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm having a hard time getting it straight. But... Listen, thank you guys for being here for hour number two of In My Room Radio. This is the Preslov Literary School of the Mycelium release. This is Amethyst Deceiver.
updated, slightly change it, and these people believe it. And write it all up for you. And is it more real?
do if they don't believe you? What are you going to do if they don't believe you? What are you going to do?
This is the music of Joseph Van Visum. Joseph Van Visum uh, plays this really weird instrument. I don't know what it is. It's like a plank of wood and it has a load of strings on it. And it's very doomy. It is delightfully doomy music. Uh, he often records with Jim Jarmusch, the great filmmaker, Jim Jarmusch, and uh, guitar player in his own right. I dig Joseph Van Visum and Jim Jarmusch. Uh, the song is called Cleveland, it is off the new release American Landscapes. Before that, the duo of Coil. You remember old Sleazy from uh, Throbbing Gristle. Well, when the band broke up, he formed Coil. Now, I gotta admit, when Coil came out, I was not overly moved by Coil. I don't know what I hoped or expected that it might sound like, but I was wrong. I was wrong to have those expectations. Like he, he joined Psychic TV with Genesis P. Orridge, and they did a bunch of very compelling records, but I had a hard time getting my head wrapped around Coil. And then he had another um, collaboration called Soy Song, Similarly, had a hard time with it, but I was wrong. I was wrong. I was able to uh, invest in it later, like in the last 10 years. Uh, Coil was John Balance and Peter Christofferson, also known as Sleazy. And that music, so good. Uh, we heard from Music to Play in the Dark, the Red Queen, Preslov Literary School of the Mycelium released, an amethyst deceiver. And back in the previous break, I was talking over music by Insect Factory off Maui and a song called The Sea. Yeah. So my name is Mike. This has been my show. It's called In My Room Radio. Thank you for being here for it. If you caught the show during the broadcast and you would like to hear it again, go to inmyroom.podbean.com. You can hear the show in its entirety. If you would like to drop me an email, it is inmyroomradio at gmail.com. So I love you guys, and I would leave you in the capable hands of Joseph Van Visum and bid you until next time. Ah, dude.